with spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Comedy Film Nerds. Uh, spoiler up number 44, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. You guys demanded it. My That's the first thing that we saw on Twitter. It was, was like, when was, are you doing a spoiler? When are you doing a spoiler up? Um, so what this is, for those of you who don't know or might be new to this, so Comedy Film Nerds is our normal podcast where we review a bunch of different movies that just came out. This is a spoiler app where we pick one film. In this case, it's Batman v Superman, and we colon Dawn of Justice colon Dawn of Justice, and then we do a spoiler episode where we talk about everything. We're going to talk about the ending, key plot points. So if you have not seen this movie before, um, and you don't want it ruined, you need to pause, and then go waste your time watching this dumb film, and then come <laughs> come back. Um, but first, let's read an email we got. Well, I'm not going to read the not whole, whole thing. God damn, it's long. But it's yeah. from a uh, fan, uh, Eric Engel. Um, Kristen Graham, it's with great sadness that after over four years, I'm inclined to cancel my subscription and end my support to the CFN podcast. Uh, over your past few months, your podcast has become increasingly troubling to me. What was once a pair of fun, whimsical, and insightful thoughts on cinema in my earbuds has suddenly turned into a jaded black or white hot takes. If the CNFN podcast was my only access to movies, I'd be, I would conclude that movies are either best thing ever, forgettable, or a sin to have ever been made. The, take the latest blockbuster film, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> now, this movie is not good, but the fervency of your hate is quite disturbing. Well, you're alone on that, Eric. You know it dropped off something like 80% yeah. after the opening weekend. If you go on the internet, Eric, we're not yeah. the only ones doing yeah, this. Yeah, we're not, we're not the only ones who absolutely despise this film. <laughs> I had to turn the bot off after 15 or so minutes because the level of unapologetic hate made me think Donald Trump was guest hosting. Ha ha, that's funny. <laughs> You're funny. Indeed, a movie isn't good, but there are some valuable takeaways from its failures. Uh, all right, well, let's get into that, friend. Yes. Well, by the way, but before um, we say anything else, we do, we do want to say that we appreciate feedback and we do read every single email that comes in. We can't always respond to it, but uh, we love you guys and we we love when you guys um, respond. Uh, now, yeah, there's a couple things in here, Eric, that 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 need to be addressed. That, that we agree and we don't. We disagree. We on some just, of it. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, this movie sucks. It's a bad. It's a bad piece of filmmaking, and I don't apologize for getting this mad about it. At no, all. no, and and like, also, even if you take away that these are different interpretations of these characters with Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. it's still a bad film. It's a bad film. It's simply a bad film from a structure, character, any type of perspective that you look at. Even if you take away the the fanboy love of like these aren't the characters we grew up with, so be it. You take that away. You still have a bad movie. And so the, the thing about this email that makes me think you missed something from the episode is we talked about why I like Ben Affleck. We like all these actors. Yeah, I, 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 in fact, at the end, I said, let's everyone say something good about the movie. And one of the things I said is I thought Ben Affleck did a good job interpreting yeah. the, the character. But you said you turned it off after 15 minutes. So so you didn't hear the You didn't give thing. it a whole shot, Eric. Yeah, there yeah. you go, buddy. You're the whiner. Um, <laughs> You're the guy overreacting like a Trump supporter. Um, so the thing, the, and you say look, the, la- the look, last. Graham, couple- first of all, we just need to make America great again. Yeah, we got to make America great <laughs> by not letting these people, the disruptors. Um, yes. But so, so first of all, you say the last couple months. Well, we get an email like this every time, this time every year, yes. because 
There's shitty movies coming out this time. This is the dumping ground. Yeah, it's it's not our fault that a lot of stuff comes out. However, it makes a valid point that um, we're reviewing a lot of bad movies, thus giving them bad reviews. So what we're going to do, and this is, again, valid criticism that we're going to take to heart. We're going to seek out more good indie movies during this time of the year to balance out the bad movies uh, to actually and also to give a spotlight on new movies you may not have heard of. In fact, we did that on the uh, the mm-hmm. regular episode this week. Right. And and the other thing that's puzzling, too, is like a couple weeks ago, we talked about 10 Cloverfield Lane and we didn't go, this is the most amazing movie ever. Like, I don't know where that's coming from, Eric. That is you just partially listening and this email indicates that you partially listen and then come up with a conclusion and then write a long crazy email with a bunch of all caps and most of it so uh, the, the problem with that like we didn't say we were like 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane fun B movie and then Oscar season we're talking about all these really good movies that came out and many of them were like well this is not Oscar worthy it's not best picture but it's a good movie it's worth right. watching it's got some good performances so I get bothered when you're not listening to everything and you're just making a rash judgment on us. And then you specifically bring up, we made a joke about like this movie is going to give us PTSD and you're offended. And you refer to me like Graham, especially after your tours, uh, East, um, that, you know, you shouldn't, you should, (laughs) you should not allow a joke like this to happen. I think it was a funny joke. Uh, I have PTSD. I've dealt with it. And then when someone makes a funny joke, I got no fucking problems with it because I'm a comedian, Eric. <laughs> we make jokes. <laughs> you know, it, it's... Uh, and, uh, I'll joking, tell you. and also, Eric, joking is also how you deal with things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's for, for Not sure. writing all caps emails. One, one of the things, and uh, you know what? My favorite part of the letter, though, was was how we ended it because he, he knew he uh, went off on a rant. And, and that's what I love about you guys is that when you do send a letter, especially if there's something passionate that you're upset or angry about, it always ends on a joke. <laughs> that you know that your email was uh, uh, a long rant. And now re- read how the email ends. Well, he goes, uh, I'll read the last couple chapters. I love you guys in the CFN network, but lately the pods have, have been tilted more about political stance towards a piece of art rather than a critique of it. Well, politics and art should should coexist. <laughs> if they if they didn't, we wouldn't have, uh, you know, Garnica wouldn't be made, uh, like, like Lenny Bruce, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, Novo Movie is a complete disaster or total masterpiece. Disagree. Dis- disagree. Uh, and also, I disagree. Some movies are complete disasters and some movies are total masterpieces. And we don't put those... You're saying we put those on every movie, and that's incorrect. Uh, if movies are just black and white, love it or hate it, social media events to you, then maybe it's time to step away, take a deep breath, and to take a break from it all. You should have taken a break from your email. Although that is a valid point. Yeah. You, you, then, we, we can definitely uh, step back and take a break. I could. Uh, I'd love to take a break. If we were getting paid money to where we yeah. could take a break, I would love to take a break, Eric. Um, uh, I'm continuing to lurk on the forums, hoping to hear that the two of you are somehow having fun at the movies again. At We're night. always having fun at the movies. That was the one thing I didn't quite understand. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it and we loved films, for sure. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing, too, is, um, again, like I go to 10 Cloverfield Lane, one sort of bright spot in this time of year that's not typically great. Right. We both said how much fun it was. Yeah, yeah. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. You you said it. It was a fun B-movie. Right, and it's exactly what it set out to be. And when you call something a B-movie, I'm pretty sure you're not saying it's a masterpiece. No, no. <laughs> um, 
So then he ends his email with even failures can be inspirations, including this crap email. <laughs> Which definitely made me laugh. God so, bless you, dude. So we want to say, uh, again, we just wanted to address some of the points because we disagreed with some and agreed with others and uh, and just want to thank you for the feedback. That's thank you it. for the feedback. And if you've been listening for four years, you'd also know that I got a strong opinion about Batman. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That and, should come as no surprise. And that's not changing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, now let's get into the film. I know you guys have been dying to hear this uh, the spoiler up, and I want to present a challenge to Graham and I at first. I wanted us to start off on a positive note and find something in this movie that we enjoyed. And uh, it's a challenge, but I think we can do it. Okay. The, 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 the positive thing I will take away from this movie is, and this is what I said in the regular episode, the um, dilemma that they pulled out of the Dark Knight graphic novels of if this guy, if an alien with superpowers actually existed, how would we handle it? And I liked how they did handle that. There was a congressional hearing. Like yes. I said, they had Neil deGrasse Tyson on, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Now, some people- That fear would be real. That fear would yes. be absolutely real because here's a guy that could decimate our uh, any of, with, and what can, there's nothing right. we can mm-hmm. do. Uh, until someone finds discovers kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a real thing. So and that puts was, it on a spear and puts it on a spear, <laughs> and then doesn't use it because your moms have the same yeah. name. <laughs> See, Eric, I can't get past how ridiculous that is. Um, and uh, all right, so so <laughs> what if Superman's name was Marsha? Like what? what Mar- Marsha? Did you say Martha? No, she said Marsha. Oh, okay, well then I'm oh, gonna well, kill suck you. Suck on now. the spear, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, you got a lot of blood in your mouth. I guess I yeah. couldn't hear what you yeah. said. Yeah. Um, so uh, I so that there's that that aspect was yes. good, and I I Ben Affleck's um, depiction of an older Bruce Wayne wasn't more bad. worn down, worn down. Mm-hmm little jaded um kind of bitter cynical that he did an okay job now it's interesting i i saw this i i completely agree you know what this reminded me of this reminded me of like the town's batman you know if you if you look at like a <laughs> character a, yeah just a corrupt irish yeah. neighborhood yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i felt like it was that kind of um just intensity that it was bringing to this which i thought was appropriate mm-hmm. i thought i thought ben affleck you know again ben 2.0 uh thoroughly enjoyed you know watching him kind of sink his teeth into a role because it's still hard to completely forget daredevil you know when he when he played daredevil but uh you know he's making you do it with quality work afterwards now i really think that if um ben affleck had more to do with what was going on and story-wise and everything else and i really think he would have um really explored the character even more I'm sure there were discussions on set about like, well, would Batman really do this? And would Batman and, you know, and Zack Snyder would always, I'm sure, say, well, no, this is how we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, But I, I thought the other thing that I really liked about Ben Affleck is he looks like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he looks he the does. part. Like, you know, it's Henry, Henry Cavill or Cavill, however yeah. you want to say it. Um, he still doesn't even look like Superman to me. Um He's a good actor. He's a good British actor. He was great in The Tudors. Again, this is a combination of casting and direction that it's just, I really felt he always falls flat as Superman. But I thought, now the interesting thing too about this movie is that this is the first time a new Batman has ever been introduced 
without his own film. Right. You know, and this is technically a Superman movie. Is it a Superman? Is it a Batman movie? It's, right. No, it's a launch for the Justice League movies. That's that's really what this, this right. movie is. So I, I will say, I thought that um, the fear, like you're talking about, of like a basically an all-powerful being coming to the Earth and how no matter how helpful he seems, there's still going to be that fear and distrust mm-hmm. for sure. And, and that's a very human reaction and i thought that was good the other thing i thought was good is is was bruce uh um, ben affleck's portrayal of both bruce wayne and batman but i still felt like he was in these weird confines of like fight superman launch the justice league and do all these things like well no can't can't we actually see him be batman and actually um make this role his own and do we have time no we don't have time to do that more flashback more dream sequences more you know more more clutter in this film yeah, and the thing I, I want to address this too. Like many of you online were like, you should get Mike Schmidt to do this. We wanted to do Mike's out of town. Yeah, and, 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 and we on, couldn't on, wait any longer to release this yeah. episode. And on second thought, it may be better that we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Mike might go crazy. <laughs> Mike might find this Eric guy. <laughs> um, so we yeah we wanted to we were trying to find a guest. We've been scrambling to, and and the guest on the regular episode got, got sick, sick to sick. Yeah. So that was a scramble. So mm-hmm. we didn't want to wait any longer. Well, we saw the movie right before the fe- the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he couldn't get out of bed. Yeah, that. it made him sick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, but we um, how dare you mock people with colds? <laughs> yeah. Um, so so yeah, we just wanted. That's why it's just Chris yeah. and I. But um, and, and there's there's a lot to say about this movie, but I really think it's interesting. There's definitely a backlash uh, online about all the hate for this movie. There's a there's a some Zack Snyder defenders, but let me let me say one thing. It's a very small minority, especially when you see a drop off of the film of of like 70, 80 percent in the first weekend. In fact, Kevin Smith, that's going viral now, his specific critiques of the film. Um, and, you know, he was involved with, you know, Batman, Superman stuff for a very long time. Yeah. And development and stuff got thrown away and, and never made. And you even look at like the there was the Tim Burton version and, uh, you know, the documentary about it. There, There's so many things that went wrong <laughs> with you know various batman and superman incarnations um that marvel never really had that problem it's interesting marvel got superman right uh, excuse me marvel got spider-man right first and then it went off the rails right, after right. afterwards right uh, but if you look at all the cinematic history of batman including all the different interpretations if you go back and actually watch the old adam west series and mm-hmm. the batman it's still uh, entertaining if you look at it in, with a different lens um, the old Tim Burton Batmans right. I know I had a discussion with Neil about this how we felt they really didn't hold up and I'm like you know if you look at it again with the lens from the time it's they, they still kind of kind of right. they, they do they kind of do and then you've got you know the Joel Schumacher ones which were actually ridiculous right. and uh uh, but but now you have you know the Christopher Nolan ones again. These are all different interpretations. But you know, obviously Christopher Nolan ones were the were the best so far. And now you have this one, which is a different interpretation. But it's a disaster and it it's is. a mess. You can't. I'm sorry. And, and I went look. I started to a couple weeks before the movie came out. I was starting to go. You know what? Because I saw some trailers yes, that made it look yeah, interesting. Like maybe Ben Affleck will save it. You know. And mm-hmm. I, and 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 one of the trailers dealt with this. Right. 
congressional hearing and this debate yes. of having an alien who could kill us all. Really interesting. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and you have to find that right medium. In fact, of- someone called me out on Twitter. There, After I tirated about how much I didn't right. like it, they, they pulled the time code from the episode and they're like, Graham, you said this. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Which is funny. Yeah. But that's the thing, like... <clears throat> I as a as a Batman fan, as a comic book fan, as a superhero fan, yes, I want this movie to be good. Yeah, of course. I want Zack Snyder to make a movie that that is an interesting and as compelling as Three Hundred was, and I and I'm one of the few people that defends Watchmen, you know. But mm-hmm. no, I don't think Watchmen was a horrible film. It wasn't great, right? But it wasn't it wasn't a disaster at all. And one of the things with Zack Snyder, if he has a very specific template to go off of you know, the results are generally better. Like, you know, with 300 was one graphic novel. Right. And you didn't have all this other material to go through. And even Watchmen was one story. Right. Now, I think he was actually, I would actually say the other way, where he was a little too slavish to the source material. Right. To the point where he was almost shooting, like, panels. Right. Um, kind of the way uh, Sin City was shot. But, you know, Sin City was a little bit more stylized. So... I think one of the things that uh, people are saying, too, is you have to kind of treat this more as like an Elseworlds movie. Like, these are like different incarnations of Batman and Superman, and these is a different universe. And here's the thing. I don't necessarily buy that. (laughs) I really think that when you have giant tentpole movies, we deserve better than Elseworld characters. We deserve the actual characters that we grew up with, that have the character traits that we know and love. Now, if you want to reinterpret them or do something different with them, that's perfectly fine, the way Christopher Nolan did. So so this is this is the thing I want to get into. Let's let's start with the ending. So Batman has so Lex Luthor makes a kryptonite spear. Yes. He gets kryptonite from the bottom of the ocean from when General Zod's ship blew up. And, yes. And so they go and get kryptonite from it, which is which was cool. That right. was a cool thing. Yes. Um, and I also liked uh, Michael Shannon's Weekend at Bernie's performance. Yes. Whereas, like, wait, I'm going to be naked and motionless through the entire film? Yes. Yes. You're great. With a mo haircut. With the, the mo haircut <laughs> and, you know, pasty makeup. Right. Um, so they find the spear. So Batman finally has the spear. Um that uh you know he gets the spear and is about to kill superman yes and then and he would have done it this batman would have done it would have done Mm -hmm. it absolutely um and then superman says martha and Batman goes, what? What did you say? And he goes, Martha. And he goes, the- oh, Martha's Vineyard, yeah. where you vacation, right? Exactly. That's where we. That's where we summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's Martha Kent. So they have their moms have the same name, Martha Wayne and Martha right. Kent, and that's why he doesn't kill him. That yes. is stupid. Yes. That is dumb. It doesn't. It's. It goes. It harkens back to the first Tim Burton Batman. Where they made the Joker the one that killed the Waynes. Yes. And that was so stupid because it's a different side of stupid. But it's it's like Batman needed motivation to not like the Joker. Right. <laughs> and the whole point of the Batman, why that was so dumb, was it was – and they talk about it in so many different comics of it was just a random street crime. You know that was that was what was so horrifying about me. It wasn't okay. it wasn't the Joker yes. trying to 
Yes, but that has gotten retconned in a couple of places. And uh, that actually didn't bother me as much because I knew this was a movie. They didn't know how successful it was going to be. It was going to be a one-off. So it's a way to kind of tie up plot lines a little bit more when you have a standalone film. So I'll defend that and say I didn't mind (laughs) that. Now, one of the other things that this story has been, um, you know, changed over the years is that um, it was a hit. It was a deliberate hit on um, uh, a hitman went after. Sure. a Bruce Wayne's father, um, the uh, and the um, what's Bruce Wayne's father's name? Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Yes, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Wayne. And <laughs> what happened was the mother was never supposed to be killed, and the mob boss that ordered the hit, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not an animal. I left. The, you know, wanted to leave the kid with his mother. You know, I didn't want right. to kill both parents." But uh, um, so it, and both of those scenarios still have resonance for me i it whether it's a random crime whether it's a deliberate hit and he lost his parents i still think the motivation would definitely be there and even if it was the joker as a as a young thug i i was i'm on board with all of it but in every single one of those scenarios um bruce wayne's father tried to, to protect his family he never went after the attacker right. with the gun right uh, so it, it it changes it a little bit it's a very subtle thing but I know that's a way like he was trying to protect his family where if he could take the gun away or take the bullet or whatever. But at the same time, it's a more allegorical protective stance to try to protect basically your family with your life. Right. So I, I think it's a, it's an interesting interpretation. I don't know. That's one of the also things that I didn't really buy. The other thing is I didn't need an origin story, even if it was just in the credits. For we all know the bat. It's like watching the Spider Man origin story over and over again. We didn't we didn't need to see it. You know. Um. So so I think there are certain things like that that can be played around with that aren't you know necessarily the destruction of the canon. Um, like I yeah, go like, like the, that. That is that is like you say those other ones they brought up and and, and the 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 hit gone wrong and and right. so that that goes to a bigger conspiracy because yes. the Waynes were trying to make uh, the city better, make and the all city this better. Mm-hmm. So so then uh, Thomas Wayne, right? Uh, is the Thank father. you. <laughs> um, so so. Uh, <clears throat> So okay, that that's interesting. That that mm-hmm. that's cool, and it's like there is there is a, um, a a bigger evil to deal with, yes. and and you know that's kind of that phone, the bigger evil of us still having a landline. Yes. Um, so so that that's okay. But you're right. Then then this one, it's just it it shows, you know, it just it. And and they tried to update it, right? So, so in the comic book, he was seeing they were seeing Zorro, right? Yes. And this one, they updated the timeline, so they're seeing the movie Excalibur. Excalibur yeah, which is great. Which is which? I was like, okay, it's nineteen eighty-one. It's like the Punisher. He's not in uh, Vietnam anymore. He was in Afghanistan. Right, right, right. Yeah, you have to. Okay. You have to. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, and why they chose that movie, Excalibur, which is a crazy film. Yes. Um, a very stylized film. Very stylized <laughs> I, I think it was probably film. one of Zack Snyder's favorite movies. Sure. Most likely. And it's also about a young knight. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You mm-hmm. know, so he's got to be a hero. So we just saw this movie about a guy being a hero um, that has mystical, there's mysticism in that yes. movie and mm-hmm. his rock, you know, holding a sword and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> so they go into all that. The, the, and that's going back to the ending. So why he doesn't kill Superman. And then 
we didn't talk about this much, but I want to get into how... Actually, that would have been a much more interesting reason why he didn't kill Superman, because Batman recovers and regains his humanity, and he sees the humanity in Superman, and he realizes that even if he is all-powerful, he shouldn't kill him. Right. Not because their mothers had the same name. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) I'm going to stick to this... this, I'm not going to cross this line that I set for myself, which right. is so clear in Batman and in Superman too. We don't kill. Yes. You know, and that would have been more interesting. And then, you know, they think it's so great the way they introduced Wonder Woman and she barely did anything. She wore sexy dresses. And yeah, then, it was one of those things where it got cluttered. And like, you know, you don't put movie trailers in the middle of your film. Like that was like, come on, and really also, guys? The casting of it too. <laughs> Wonder Woman is an Amazon. She's a, this this girl is she's a decent actress. Mm-hmm. Um but she's a model. Right. Like honestly, you needed some Lucy Lawless looking girl. Like that's what you need. Like Wonder Woman is a badass. She's yeah. stacked, man. Mm-hmm. Like you needed Ronda Rousey in a, you know, a de- like a hot badass. Yeah, yeah. a hot mm-hmm. badass who's mm-hmm. like could fucking kick your ass. She's from another planet. She has you know oh, She's not from another planet. Right? The Them- uh, Themyscira. She's from uh, an island. All right. She's from a special island. <laughs> yes. With an <laughs> from invisible Greek mythology, plane. yes. Yeah. Right. So she's a Greek goddess. Yeah. She's the only one that has the invisible plane, by the right. way. I don't know. <laughs> the other the, the other Amazons just ride horses. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's a certain part of the yeah, island yeah, that she yeah, found. That, that's the hangar the, that they have one plane in. But like that's, <clears throat> that's what this needed was a beautiful – like she needed – Honestly, she needed more muscles. She needed to look. She needed her own movie. Is yeah, what she needed. I right. mean, it's it was one of those things where it was a, a, network, a, a basically a decision at the studio level. Well, we need to play catch up with Marvel, so we're going to shove all these things into one movie that we're not going to take our time. That was one of the beauty, uh, the beautiful things about what Marvel did. They rolled things out slowly. <laughs> Uh, and they gave everyone kind of like a chance to get used to and get to know these characters. But it brings us to another point, too. When you have a hyper-stylized movie with all these things going on, and when you're more concerned with colors and slow motion, you don't get that emotional resonance or that connection with the audience that these characters right. should have. Right. For, for sure they should have them. Well, that's the thing. Like when it When it looks too much like... It's not even fair to say it looks too much like a video game because video games now look amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a, an older generation video game. It it takes you out of it so much. It looks like an effects reel. Right. And then, so then at the thing at the end, so they made, so then Zod gets, they superpower, they give him special juice. Oh, he, yeah. He becomes Doomsday. That was another thing that's different. But that, again, I would, I would forgive that. Doomsday is actually a more interesting character than... Uh, a cave troll from Lord of the Rings right. with some spikes. They literally, it was, I was like, I know I'm going to see Weta Digital at the end of this movie. And sure enough, that that had to be the same files. And they just added like a, and a couple of spikes onto Doomsday. But And then Lois Lane gets this, she gets the kryptonite spear. Throws it away. You know, but then she doesn't, she, she gives it and gets it to Superman. And then that's how they beat... Yeah, but but she threw it away first. You had to go, right. you know, oh, shoot, now I got to go swim after right. it. Right, <laughs> so they yeah. throw it away, so then she goes swims yeah. after yeah. it. Yeah, I, I swear, I, I would have loved if they added some dialogue, well, I won't need this again, yeah. and then just threw it into the water. <laughs> and then we got to waste all that time getting, getting it back. back. I'm like, oh, my God, it. here's another 15, 20 minutes we could have cut out of this film, oh, this already bloated film. Um and one of the problems then with the ending, as you see, you know, Superman dies. It, it literally, when you see Superman die, it has no resonance. 
And I didn't the, miss feel. I didn't no, feel bad about it. It has no resonance for a number of different reasons. First of all, we haven't made that emotional connection with this Superman mm-hmm. uh, character. The other reason is we know all these other movies are in planning stages. You're not going to have Justice League movies without Superman. It's not. It's not going to happen. So we know he's coming back. And when that that final thing at the end where you see him, where the dirt starts to move or whatever. Yeah, of course. And of I, course. I, I was I was so done at that point. And and they just show his body, and I go, golly, I wonder if he's going to come yeah, back to yeah. life. And so, people in the theater started laughing. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it was it, it's nonsensical. Oh. Because it, it, that's if there's one superhero trope that everyone knows, it's that you know these heroes don't the big ones the, the you know the the uh, the A list heroes right. don't die permanently. Uh, there's always a way to come back, and that's fine. But don't act like in your film that this is some big deal that, oh my God, this is such a shocking twist in this film that, no, we know he's going to come back. But what, but one of the other problems with this was is that um, when you have the, this, this Superman in these movies, including the first movie, you have a mistrust of him. He, you have um, people that are really on the fence about him. When Superman dies in the comic, when you have that the storyline, Superman is a well-revered hero and well-respected by all of the other heroes. Right. So when he dies, it's like part of the light of the world goes out, and it's a huge tragedy. And there's, you know, all the other heroes are pallbearers. It's a very emotional scene in, in the right. comics. So when you have him where this is a conflicted hero, this isn't the light, this isn't the ultimately the Superman, the big light that we have in this world – that Superman, that ideal that we're all should aspire to. This right. is Superman is better than we are. Superman is more human than human, and that's always the um, the the great selling point. And he's also, the best they, version he's of the ourselves. best version of ourselves. Exactly. So when you lose that, that is a huge, huge loss, and it sends you know humanity into mourning, as it should. But if you have a Superman that's not quite a hero for everyone, that is mistrusted by some of the populace, he's also mistrusted by the other heroes. And when he dies, it's like, well, we didn't really get to know what he could become or what he meant to the world. Well, so so the his death has even less resonance than it does even because of the superhero tropes. And if you want to do that, they still miss an opportunity. If you want to have this superhero, the Superman, the one that was in this film that we don't quite trust and maybe he can go bad, right. he dies, then there should be some like real realization of, oh God, like something where we're, ah, I'm glad he's dead. Are you really? Now yeah. what? Now, now who's going to do this, this, and this? Who's going to protect us from, you know, the next threat that Batman can't fight? Right, exactly. Some alien invasion. So right. like, it's, it's, you know, when dark side comes, who's going to Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's sort of just like, mm, like I had no emotional anything by the end of that film. Right. And, and then Wonder Woman, again, they just, they just, like when they introduce a new superhero in the Marvel movies, you just say, oh, there's this hammer. Like, oh, Right, wow. exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And then we know like, we're going to get another movie. Or like in the first Christopher Nolan in Batman Begins, the end of the movie yeah, we found this Joker card. Right. I was in a the- I've talked about this before and I love talking about it. Right. The theater erupted with cheers yeah. like, oh shit, the yeah, Joker's yeah. coming. Uh-huh. Like you could have just done that at the end, like Wonder Woman, like oh, like she just kind of sneaks in or just barely right. helps at the end or some right. little thing where you go. Or even just the photo. Right. The photo would have done it. Like, you know, you see her, you know, from World War II or whatever. There, There's different ways to do it because the other thing too is, 
she deserves her own film. There's no reason why we can't have a Wonder Woman film. And, and some of the ones, like, again, we go back to the DC animated universe. There's a great Wonder Woman right. movie in there. And it gets into all the backstory of her mother and and uh, the Greek gods. And, and it's just, it's Wouldn't fantastic. Wouldn't you love to know all yeah. that? Versus yeah. just, she's, it's, I just feel like she's like a Bond woman. Right. And right. dresses, There's sneaking so around There's so much parties. more to this character that we're just, I feel like, you know, we're, we're getting... You know, we're getting basically we're getting the the gloss of right. all these characters. We're not getting the depth. Uh, well, that's a great point. So let's go to Lex Luthor. <clears throat> the gloss of Lex Luthor. He's and again, I like Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I think, and I like the idea of this Lex Luthor. You know, the the tech magnet. And, right. You know, he's he's the Facebook guy. If he were a supervillain. Right. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. that's that's who would imagine it would be some tech billionaire. Right. Would imagine would be this evil who, who really thinks that well I really should be ruling this planet. There's right. no reason why I should. Yeah. Be. Because so they're so yeah. smart those guys. Yeah. I'm and- going to kill Richard Branson. Take yeah, over yeah. Virgin America, and I'm going to be the the most eccentric, richest right. million, billionaire on the planet. And they all have this like I'm smarter than everyone. Yes. So why mm. am I wasting? It why am be, I even talking to you? Yeah. Why yeah. it'd be so great if one of them was just like evil, right? Or 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 had that like like and this is a good. I like this type of complex supervillain, right? Like the League of Shadows, their ultimate goal is to make the planet better, right? their way of going about it is fucking yeah, crazy yeah. and evil. Mm-hmm. But so, so if Lex Luthor had that, right. you know, that like, no, we have to get rid of these people. We mm-hmm. have to. And, and then there was no subtlety to Jesse Eisenberg's performance at all. I mean, and it was just all this like, yeah, it was just like, you know, what was interesting is I felt like he was playing two different characters through this film. Like at first, when we first got introduced to him, I thought I'm like, okay, well I can kind of see this. And as the movie progressed, it got more and more over the top and more ridiculous. Like, well, what happened to like the, now, now you're just a crazy psychopathic villain. Now what happened to all the nuances and the genius and all that stuff? I felt like as the movie progressed, it got less and less nuanced. Uh, and it's the problem with Gotham. It's uh, every villain is a cold-blooded, you know, psychopathic killer. The Riddler, okay, no, he's a killer. Uh, the Penguin, no, he's a killer. Right. Joker, he's a killer. Well, no, they're all different, and they all have different mo's and motivations, and uh, and but you're losing all those um, nuances and subtleties. Well, well, that's and that's that's what you need. There was like, I mean, some okay, going back to some things that so, so there was some subtlety. That I that I found intriguing with Superman when he was being questioned as well, you could and he's like, huh, "What do you mean? Like, of course I'm going to do the right thing." And mm-hmm. and and that whole it was so muddled though. The thing of like, there's a line in there about you know, I forget how it's phrased, but it's basically like this is how good men turn bad. You keep kicking them in the teeth, and they're going right. to lose their shit and go evil. You know. Um, and you see, there's a, there's a scene where people are questioning, and I think it might even be when he's in Clark Kent and he's at the Daily Planet, and um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who does a fine job, I mm-hmm. think, um, goes. It's a great joke about. Um, well, no one reads newspapers anymore. Yeah, <laughs> from the editor. That's yeah. funny. Where he says something like, you know, we can't trust Superman or whatever, and you see sort of Clark Kent's face, Superman's face, go, oh God. Wait a minute! I thought I was everybody's hero. What happened? Right, mm-hmm. and that's 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 compelling. But again, they just sort of wave through that. Right, you know that's that was sort of the problem with all of this. They just sort of wave through, 
the inherent dilemma of Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and, and Batman and why he's the Batman. Right. You know, and... And, and I, I will say, too, it, it's... And I, I gotta go back to this Eric email. Yeah. He's like, you guys are too critical about Bruce Wayne's age. Just enjoy it. I'm sorry, I can't get past the fact that you just put a little gray in Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons is maybe 10 years older right. than him. I'm sorry, I can't get past that. Like, it doesn't work for me, man. Well, it also because it was inconsistent. That was one of the other problems when, um, you know, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent, one of them called the other one, hey, you better, you know, back off or watch it, son. I'm like, wait, you guys are almost the exact same. Right. What, how, what's the age difference that you're pretending right. that, that's here? Um, so I, I think the... Um, you know, the age thing, because that that's my main problem with it was because it wasn't consistent. You weren't like, well, wait, are you are you pretending he's older, pretending right. he's younger? What, which is it? Pick. Right. Um, and, and I will say, too, like, when we're getting back to the uh, the DC animated movies, how interesting and how well done a lot of them are. There are some hits and misses in there, for sure. When they do Elseworlds stories, you know, the different versions of Batman, Superman, you know, in these different, you know, parallel universes, it's never as interesting because they don't have the traits that we really enjoy with these uh, these classic characters. So it's always interesting as like an experiment, but at the end of the day, is this what we really want from our giant tentpole movies? Or are these, do we want to see reinterpretation of the characters that we know and love, just not completely different versions of them? You know, and you can argue that it's a fine line, but I don't know if it really is. I mean, there's certain DNA in the characters that you don't mess with, and there's certain things that are certainly changeable and malleable. Like... Like, why Why bother killing Jimmy Olsen at the beginning of this film? Just don't have him in the movie. Right. You know, what, what's the purpose of that, of taking this beloved iconic character and then, you know, brutally murdering him in the beginning? I, I, you know, if you want to say, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make different movies than the Christopher Nolan movies. Right. That's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, then go to some specific source material where Batman and Superman are, are decidedly different. Right. And, and or or I'm going to put them in a situation we've never seen before or mm. whatever. Great, like that's what Marvel keeps doing with different situations. I, again, I saw the trailer for Civil War. It, it looks it looks great, awesome because yeah. it looks like because they did that, that's why that was great in the comic book and why it's great for these movies. Is I mean, how many times are we going to save the world? Right, mm-hmm. we got to fight each other. And they're, it looks like they're addressing, but it's going to be the whole theme of the movie, the issue of superheroes have too much power. Right. You mm-hmm. know, they're not just kind of slapping it in there in a four-minute sequence right. and then and then kind of moving on to this other stuff. It looks like the whole crux of the movie is the – and they're having the debate internally. Yes. That's interesting. You're not changing the DNA of these characters. You're right. Not, you're not messing with these iconic characters. You're saying you're, you're doing this. Right. What if – what if they fought? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember even Stan Lee had a quote, like he was saying, like people are saying, well, we should have a, uh, you know, change like a lot of the races of the characters. Like we should have a, um, you know, a black Spider-Man, things mm-hmm. like that. And Stan Lee, you know, wasn't against it, but he made a great point is why don't you create new characters? You know, sure. why do you, why do you need to have to, you know, keep all these different versions of the same character, you know, create a great new character right. that, uh, you know, that you don't have to change, right. that it's organic and uh, natural. And, you know, we don't have to keep seeing the same stories of the same characters over and over just by, you know, and changing them, you know, create new characters. With, you know? a, with a cool, interesting new origin yes. story. Uh-huh. With it. And this is the thing too, the conflict, the super, a good superhero has a great, inter- has a weakness, has a, a conflict. You know what I mean? Like Tony Stark is arrogant. Right. You know what I mean? He's an alcoholic. And an alcoholic. <laughs> he's alcoholic and he's arrogant. You mm. know, uh, 
uh, Captain America is, is too too goody two shoes. You know what I mean? He's like, from a bygone era. He's from a bygone era, so he doesn't understand. And that haunts him. That haunts him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hulk is rage and out of control. How mm-hmm. do you control that? David mm-hmm. Banner is a smart scientist, but right. the Hulk is crazy. You know, right. uh, the Batman has. You know, obviously the the, the the torment of his parents and the, the the horrible things he's had to see. You know what I mean? And so, but they don't go into it in this movie enough. And the Marvel films and the Christopher Nolan films, you see the struggles of all of these characters. You see the like, yeah. Like, well, from a cinematic perspective, that's simply character motivation. Like, right. what is it that's driving these these characters? Whether is it a haunted past or? Um, you know, a psychotic reason to rule the world right. or whatever. I mean, you could even get, um, you know, to. and one of the reasons you get to these motivations, like you're saying, is you see what's driving these characters. Right. What is it? And you also see, like, there was, like, the other thing I didn't like was the the uncertainty of, like, Superman and the uncertainty of, of his, like, of his parents. It was always, like, 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 I hated the line, well, you could be their hero or be none of it. You don't you don't owe them anything. Well, wait. You just told me nothing. You mean whatever his mom said, or yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just you pretty much told me nothing that uh, I I could. Okay, so I can be the hero. I don't have to be the hero. I could do whatever I want. I could leave. Maybe I'll you know I'll get I'll go back into space. What what does it? None of it matters. That's another blown opportunity because the Kents are so great because they formed the moral compass of Superman yes. as a child. You yes. know, they formed him to be this like all American parents, Midwest yeah. on a farm. You yes. can't get more all American right. than that. It's it's be, you know, be the best person, you know. Right. Like, they, if you go back to the Christopher Reeve one, there's that great line. By the way, that's the 50s version of all American. Right, but yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an outdated version. Um, but still that was the point. That was the point of right. but but that's the Glenn Ford uh, Kent father in the Christopher Reeve one, he goes, I don't know. You were brought here for a reason. I don't know what it is, but it wasn't to score touchdowns. Right. Because he's the, the <laughs> yeah. teenage Clark Kent is like, yeah. man, I wanna, I'm tired. They're pushing me around. Yeah, and I exactly. want to show these guys. Uh-huh. And he's like, but it ain't here to score touchdowns. It's to do mm-hmm. great things. It's to help. It's to save. And it's the thing they tried to touch on in the first Superman, the Zack Snyder one, of you know, he's here to save us. He's here to show us to be the best version of ourselves. And again, it was a mess and it was all over the place. Like, do that. I don't know. I, like, I, I feel like he just as a director can't do subtlety or something like that. Like, Well, I think it, it's a fundamental, um, just a, he just doesn't understand the characters and he's more interested. It's like the Michael Bay syndrome. It's more interested in what it looks like than what right. it feels like. Yeah. And that's really what, what it is. And the Marvel movies... <clears throat> want to go and that and the nolan movies want to go and even like the marvel movies even deadpool like yeah. they want to they start with the character and the story and the and the, right. who this person is and mm-hmm. then they put cool shit around it right and, and you know a lot of critiques of the the marvel cinematic universes is, is it's very rigid and it's very controlled and yes i think those yeah. criticisms are valid but i think that's okay because what what you're do, what the marvel universe is doing is basically having these comic books come to life and you know, with the everything from the color palettes to the actual characters, you're seeing you know what these characters are, and then what the way they nuance them is that each movie is a little different. One is a uh, 
like a World War II right. movie. One is a yeah. uh, a heist, like mm-hmm. Ant Man was like, but it was also a family film. And then you also have. You know, you it's have a the Thor, it's a the high, Thor it's, movie was like, they're, okay, well, these are the Lord of the Rings movies. Super, and, yeah, yeah, science, they, sci-fi. They're right, more sci-fi. Fantasy, yep, Fan- uh-huh. And you have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is, no, this is a science fiction movie. Well, this you know, is so. the, the and, and going back to the film, like when Lex Luthor gives that that endowment to their, whatever, that that party where- where The stuttering endowment? The stuttering endowment. Mm-hmm. And you were so seeing what they were trying to see. Like, again, going back to, he's the tech billionaire that's mm-hmm. like, like- um Mark Zuckerberg has, has announced right. recently he's giving away almost all of his money and he mm-hmm. just wants to- To have, Lex Luthor. To Lex Luthor, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're seeing like, oh, wow, what if Zuckerberg was evil? Right. And then he used charity as some sort of horrible- Yeah, that, and he was creating the League of Shadows. Yeah, it was, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just like, I want this to be dark. Um, we got to save the planet. Yeah. By, by murdering me, all the people. Yeah, by me controlling the water supply <laughs> yeah, yeah. and killing undesirables. <laughs> and at that party, again, that party, there's a great interaction- where and it's in the trailer where where uh Clark Kent is talking to Bruce Wayne. He's like, So what do you feel about living in Gotham with a crazy vigilante that rubs around? He goes, Oh, what do you think about a puff piece about an alien that yeah. could kill us all? <laughs> and you and he was like, Damn. Mm. But again, it's such a small moment in the movie. And even Lois Lane was underused in this. Like yes. Lois Lane is is she's Superman's heart. And she's also the, you know, she's the firecracker reporter that doesn't say no. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That she's going to go get it done. Um, and she kind of does. And you kind of see that he loves her. But it's so it's so clunky, man. Because you also don't feel that chemistry between him and uh, Lois Lane either. It's And it all boils down to Superman just being directed as flat. I don't, I don't even blame the actor for this. Right. I really think this is exactly what um you know the director is bringing to the table where this is the superman that he wants to portray but again the emotional resonance simply isn't there with this uh, with this interpretation we'll, we'll we'll call it yeah of the of the character um so i i really think too that this uh i think the most disappointing thing is that you know we've raged on this movie for a lot but ultimately it was a disappointment because it was a missed opportunity yeah you know you really want to see a strong launched uh dc universe movies and Again, it's like we talked about before. No one can get everything right. The uh, the stuff on TV for DC with the Flash and Arrow is really fun and good. And Gotham even, started cool, but then the guy, Gotham went off the rails. Went I, don't, off the rails. I don't know what happened. But uh, you also have Supergirl is also a light, fun right. girl empowerment kind of right. show. Um, it's definitely network kind of kid friendly for sure but that's fine that's Great. fine it's on cbs and it's fun and and, and you and yeah. you, i've seen interviews with that actress mm. and she's like it's so cool these young girls are all like it's yeah. empowering young girls like that's yeah awesome. it's, it's great it's fantastic and it's not like you didn't you know you don't see supergirl as this dark brooding alcoholic yeah. and like you know writing poetry <laughs> and then occasionally putting on her cape boozy uh, sleeping yeah. around <laughs> yeah you don't train you don't wreck see that um, so, uh, and I think, and the DC animated stuff is really good. Whereas Marvel, the DC, the, the Marvel animated stuff is unwatchable. A lot of it, um, not all of it. There's a couple of things there where, um, and then, you know, Marvel can kind of get some stuff right, but mainly the main stuff they're getting right. Uh, whereas DC, you know, I've even seen the, the fans on Twitter have been saying, it's like, you know, let the guys that are writing the animated movies, let them write the, oh, the live action ones. Um, there's a new one out right now. I haven't seen it yet. It's uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans. I heard it's very good. So that's the next one I'm actually going to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things is um, Cyborg has certainly gotten elevated to uh, um, like 
Justice League status. He was Teen Titans. He was a secondary character, but now they're really in the last couple of years they've elevated that character to be one of the main characters mm-hmm. now, and it's an interesting character. So I think it's it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with him. So as we wrap up here, guys, yeah, this movie is not good. Um, we tried to find. We, we, and I think we did. I think we tried to nuance our um, disgust for this uh, for this film, and also, but give you reasons why um, we feel the way we did. Not just that it sucks or it was great, and but but here's why yeah, we I think we, we felt this do. way. When you yeah. listen to full episodes and listen to all of them, you're going to. We find definitely that. try, I, and I will say that yeah, we we definitely try to do that. Occasionally, we get carried away with emotion, but why wouldn't we? Why would we, <laughs> why would we do this, this if we were completely emotionalists <laughs> about it? Go, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I mean, unlike Superman, we are human. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, we hope you enjoyed the spoiler app. We hope you enjoyed the spoiler app. We'd love mm-hmm. to hear what you guys have to say about this. Yes. And let's all just—we got about a month until Civil War comes out, so let's all just try to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely some cool indie stuff we'll be checking out. Yeah. Uh, because there's still a, a bit of a dead zone coming out, but there's there's I, some there's, there's some interesting fare. But you got the problem is you got to seek it out. It's not easily. Um, it's not easily findable, like when we talked about synchronicity on the other right. podcast. And and episode that just came out, 314, that came out this week, we talk about that. We also talk about Eye in the Sky, which is a really cool movie with Helen Mirren. Check that out. All right, guys, that's our show. Um, you know, support Chris's Kickstarter. Absolutely. We, we're off to a good start, but we, we really need your help. And, and here's the thing. It's... Uh, with Kickstarter, we've been going back and forth. They, we have an account rep, and they've been talking to us and helping us. And um, we, I really, we can't get there without your help. But it's true. Like what happens with Kickstarter is you have the fans that you bring, and then more fans from Kickstarter actually find you. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you guys are the fans that make it happen. And this is a very personal story to me. Like I was talking about on the other episode, and I really, really appreciate the support. Um, it's been going well, but I need your help to get there. And it'll be a really cool graphic novel. And I promise the movie, Here Buds, is on the way. You will be getting it in the next couple months for sure. We appreciate your uh, patience. And um, we appreciate your understanding that these did cross because otherwise it would have been two years before I could get this done due to the <laughs> Kickstarter rules of taxation and yeah. everything else. So um, I, I really appreciate the understanding and the patience, guys. All right, guys, I'm doing another Variety Palooza at the lab at the Hollywood Improv this Saturday, uh, April 9th. It's at 8 p.m. Kurosel Tolanovich is on the show. This dance group called Liquid Feet is on Liquid the show. Liquid Feet? Oh, that's great. Uh, I believe there's a Detective Kent Stryker that might come by. Excellent. Uh, so that's this Saturday, April 9th, 8 p.m. Tickets are eight bucks. There's no drink minimum in the lab. Uh, it's a little 60-seat room. So get there early and get your seats because last, last time it kind of filled up. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Support the show. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.